police in the morning. Seduction Cinema's madcap comic line continues with Volume 2, the hilarious Spider-Babe comic and DVD collection starring Misty Monday, Darian Kane, and Julian Wells. Illustrated by radio personality and cartoonist Noel Scotch Anderson, the comic complements the popular and successful late-night cinema feature in which shy and studious Patricia Porker is bitten by a genetically engineered spider and transformed into a wall-climbing, building-bounding beauty with superhuman strength and an erotic appetite to match. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Movie Bros. Bros. Here are you B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. This week, as we continue our journey through Sexploitation Month, we are talking about the 2003 film Spider-Babe. What you just heard was the Seduction Cinema website description of the movie. Because it doesn't come with a box, it comes with a comic book. Which is pretty awesome, if you ask me. Yeah, this is made by Alternative Cinema, which have made such classics as Playmate of the Apes, Bat-Babe, The Dark Knighty, and Erotic Werewolf in London. And it was also directed by Johnny Backus. And, of course, starring Misty Monday, who, if you haven't heard of her, well, she's in basically every B-movie worth watching. And also Dick Shark. That, too. So let's dive right into the shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. What were the best and worst of this movie? I, I think we should start with the top here. I like that. All right, I'll go first this time. For number three, I actually I actually thought some of the dialogue was pretty funny, and I definitely appreciated some of the more clever Spider-Man references. I love how, how very early on, like they were like, "Oh, you could just swing by anytime you like," and they really emphasized the word "swing," and I was I was like, "Is that like a Spider-Man joke or not?" I love when like before she gets bitten or whatever by the spider, they're they just kind of lost it and they're like, yeah, there's a radioactive spider somewhere in here. Uh, try not to get bitten, guys. I thought that was really funny. Um, number two, I guess in this movie every woman is either a lesbian or a bisexual, and you know what? I'm completely supportive of supportive of that decision. I'm just that open-minded and progressive of a person. And it had absolutely nothing to do with all the naked lesbian scenes. Not at all. And number one, boobs. Lots and lots of boobs. And it was awesome. Well, I have to, I have to agree um, on number three. The dialogue in this movie is actually pretty funny, which is super surprising considering that this is a softcore porn. And th- those kinds of movies normally consist of, you are hot. Oh, yes, I am. And, like, there's nothing substantial or, or anything to them. I want to have the sex with you. Let's have the sex. So, so yeah, getting some good laughs out of the dialogue really, like, like made this a much better film. Number two, the film actually does a fairly good job of parodying the Spider-Man movie from 2002. Um, the Sam Raimi original of his original trilogy remake, whatever the fuck they consider that. Um, they really hit, like, all the plot points in a much faster, more concise, and um, more naked way. Number one for me, this movie was full of sex scenes and plenty of bare-breasted women. And you know what? It was awesome. You know, very attractive, very stylized. And... Most of the scenes actually kind of, sort of, had to do with the story. Somewhat. Either way, 
It was awesome. All right, so, so we, we should re- probably move down to the bottom three. Yeah, we already took the top off this, so let's get the bottom out of the way. All right. Number three, I don't think a lot of the music was very, very fitting for this movie. I was really hoping they'd have some kind of parody of the Spider-Man theme or, you know, parodies of superhero music in general, but it really didn't happen. It was like a weird mix between 70s porno music and, like, I don't know, 80s um, hair metal. Like like Spider-Man parody, like, like Spider-Babe, Spider-Babe, shoots a web out of her for JJ. Like, is that what you wanted? Like, something yes, like that? Yes, I like, wanted something like that, but I, I did not get my sexual um, Spider-Man um, theme song, and I'm, I'm quite disappointed. Number two, I feel like this movie could have done with more clever Spider-Man lesbian references. Just saying, it would have been pretty cool, and... I'll be honest, I'm kind of disappointed that I think there's only really one scene where sp- the Spider-Babe is having sex while wearing the Spider-Man ma- Spider-Babe mask. That It just seemed like a very missed opportunity. Yeah, and, and also, like, with all the lesbianic things going on in the movie, the fact that, like, her crush that she's pursuing through the movie is a man, um, when MJ, like, I, I know it was the role reversal, you know, Patricia Porker's a girl and MJ's a guy. But, like, I feel like they could have left MJ as a girl and it would have actually fit a little better. Yeah, I mean, the only sex scene she really has are with other women, which, once again, I'm completely supportive of and it had nothing to do with the fact there were a bunch of hot lesbian um, sex scenes. I'm just that progressive of a person. So, anyways, number number one. At certain points, I kind of forgot this is a Spider-Man parody. It just seemed like there were a lot of scenes that were just kind of disconnected from the plot. I couldn't even tell who the villain was for most of the movie, and a lot of these Spider-Man references were really spaced out. I thought it should have been done a little bit better. All right, for me, uh, my bottom three. Number three, uh, the same. The music, especially in the sex scenes, really didn't equate to erotic for me. It sounded more like something out of a Super Nintendo RPG, like when you're exploring a castle and waiting for your enemy to pop up. And, um, like, I, I kept getting images of, like, fucking Harry Potter and Hogwarts in my head. Like, oh, they're they're exploring Hogwarts Castle. Oh, wait, no, this is a sex scene. Sorry, guys. Like, Yeah, I'm kind of disappointed that the line, oh, web all over my face, was not in this movie. Because <laughs> that seemed like it would have been the perfect line for this. Number two. I really wish they would have done a better job with the villain. Femtillion seems rather forced, and I really would have liked to see something more similar to like to the Green Goblin or another famous Spidey villain. Like I, I really think they could have done something like a, as better in, as far as parodying it, or even the villain alone. Like there was no development. Uh, like the girl was talking in the mirror to herself, and then suddenly they blast her with this ray, and now she's evil. Like. Okay, like, why is she evil? Why does she want to do this? And, and then her main goal was to have sex with Spider-Babe and then, like, to kill her boyfriend. Like, what the fuck? Pretty much, yeah. Number one. Okay. So, at one point in the movie, Spider-Babe saves a girl from a bunch of guys who are trying to, you know, propose sexual relations with her. And she beats the guys up, chases them away. And what does she do in return? You know, 
she forces herself on this woman. You know, she starts kissing her and groping her and stuff. But, you know, but no, it's okay for Spider-Babe to do it. It's okay for a woman to press herself upon another woman with sexual advances. But if a man does it, oh, no, that's wrong. You can't do that. Now, I'm not saying that it's right for a man to do that. But what I'm saying is it's a double standard. And it shouldn't have been okay for Spider-Babe to do it, especially if it's not okay for other people to do it. Yeah, but you're forgetting the most important part. It was Misty Monday. I mean, I, I'd be okay if like that happened. And I'll be honest, I don't want a bunch of weird men come, wearing weird makeup like coming up trying to have sex with me. But Misty Monday came up and she's like, hey, you know, I'm in a Spider-Babe costume, you know. But, but at the same time, the, guy, the, she, the girl was like, what do you guys want? And they're like, oh, you know what we want. We want to have our way with you. She was like, uh. And then, like, Misty Monday, you know, the, the girl was like, well, what do you want for saving me? And Misty Monday just, like, forces herself on her. Like, you know, uh, again, like you said, it, you know, Misty Monday forced herself on me. Okay. But, you know, this is also one of the things. It's a double standard. Shouldn't have been okay. She should have been like, I want you. And if the girl goes, okay, or if the girl makes the advance at that point, then that's fine. But just the, 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 the blatant, you know, bam, forcing yourself. I don't know. It's not not cool. I guess it could have been a little more um, done a little bit better, but uh, I kind of enjoyed that scene. But once again, only because I'm completely supportive of that, not because I'm a pervert. Yeah. So I think it's important, since this is Sexploitation Month, I think it's important to ask, did this movie succeed as a sexploitation movie? And I'm going to have to say yes. Yep. Most definitely, yes. I would have to say a fuck yes because of all the fucking in the movie. Um, although not hardcore, it is softcore. There is sexuality galore. There is nudity galore. And there is sex speak galore. Yep, there's boobs. Lots of boobs, actually. And most of the time, it's really for no reason and, and only tangibly connected to the plot, which I was actually okay with, even though that I put that as one of my bottom three. Like The plot was pretty much just there as an excuse for more boobs and nudity and lesbian sex. And you know what? Like I said, I'm just pro- I'm just enough of a progressive guy to appreciate that, you know, progressive style of artistic vision. Something's progressing in your pants right now. <laughs> it's a flashlight. <laughs> oh, all this progression. Well, we both uh, we both had uh, to say that we actually liked the dialogue in this movie, so let's have ourselves a little bit of a quote war. Quote war. We're going to quote this movie back and forth and uh, see who comes out the better. I'll start off uh, this time. Be a deer and undress. I need to alleviate some tension here. Do good. Fight crime. Wear a condom. Great. I won't get wood now for a week with that image in my head. I don't know. Your wood seems seems all right to me. The grocery boy's been slipping some extra salami in my delivery. Not to mention extra zucchinis and bananas, too. I will use these powers for good. Or to get laid. Something smells fishy. And I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Or in between it. Nipple pints, ladies. Highly effective. Highly erotic. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you've seen Spider-Babe and have a favorite quote, you can leave it in the comments or on our website at bmoviebros.com. 
Well, I think it's time to give this movie our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? I gave it a 2 out of 10. I gave it a 3 out of 10. I have to say, Spider-Babe is a great rendition of the Spider-Man origin story. In fact, I think it may be the best rendition because of all the sex and nudity. When you add up all the factors that in this film, it actually comes out to be pretty decent. The special effects are cheesy, but that adds to the camp and hilarity of the production. The acting isn't bad, and Misty Monday puts on a great show as always. The dialogue is actually well-written for getting laughs, and the action sequences provide some great hilarity as well. The softcore porn aspect is actually not too overwhelming, and the scenes don't drag on for, you know, too, too long. This truly is a story-driven porn that is fun to sit and comment with your friends or by yourself. Well... I'm no stranger to alternative cinema, so Spider-Babe was pretty much what I was expecting it to be. A sexploitation film that's also a Spider-Man parody. I guess it's a pornity. The references to the source material and were pretty good, and there's lots of boobs. Lots of boobs. And that's exactly what I was hoping for. And they certainly did not skimp on the, the lesbian sex scenes, which once again... I am completely supportive of. Though at times, sex scenes did seem kind of random, and really a good portion of them had nothing to do with the plot at all. Even though the plot was, let's be honest, almost entirely just an excuse for boobs and, like I said, lesbian sex. I really would have liked more Spider-Man-related jokes and references, and I'm still very disappointed that there's only one sex scene where Spider-Babe is wearing... Her, her Spider-Babe babe mask. Either way, Spider-Babe is a much better version of Spider-Man 3 than Sam Raimi's version. As a matter of fact, the, the scenes that seem most out of place, that seem like randomly thrown in, and I think there's only one of them uh, as far as the sex scenes, is the like straight sex scene that's between like the woman and the one guy writing, writing at the Daily Bunghole. Yeah, and, I was like, who the hell are these people? Like, why, are, why are they here? The token straight... The, Token straight yeah, seriously, people. Pornity? Are you too lazy to say porn parody? Yep. Fucking certainly am. Fucking lazy asshole. I like pornity. I'm gonna I'm gonna make that my own. You're gonna copyright it? Of course I am. Charge for it. For now on anyone who uses pornity owes me money. Now we know not everyone likes to watch pornities or the same kind of shit that we do. So we like to give every B-movie we review an A-movie companion and tell you why this B-movie and A-movie are the same film, just of different qualities and standards. For me, I picked the 2005 version of The Fantastic Four. I picked the 1971 film A Clockwork Orange. I have to say that Fantastic Four from 2005 and Spider-Babe are the same movie because they are both a rehash of a popular superhero movie, Spider-Man from 2002, and Fantastic Four from 1994. Even though Fantastic Four from 1994 is officially not released, it's still a more popular film than the remake or, you know, the release of the 2005 film and the 2015 one, for that matter. Both movies feature characters getting powers due to science gone wrong, whether it's from a radioactive spider on the loose or cosmic radiation shield failage because Victor Von Doom is a dick. Both movies feature actors in tight clothing, Spider-Babe wears hers for, you know, sexual reasons. And the Fantastic Four for power-related issues, like if they use their powers, their regular clothes get destroyed. 
and both movies feature an actor or actress who is regarded as a sex symbol. Chris Hemsworth as the Human Torch in Fantastic Four, and Misty Monday, also known as Aaron Brown, as Spider-Babe in Spider-Babe. Man, you gotta love the days when radiation could literally do whatever the story required it to, instead of, you know, in real life, like, give you cancer. Alright, so I picked A Clockwork Orange because, in both movies, pretty much every other person is an asshole, or at least some kind of depraved weirdo. In Spider-Babe, it seemed like every other person was a thug, criminal, pervert, supervillain, or just really weird. And in the world of Clockwork Orange, there's really no standard of morality in society, so everyone was violent or depraved in some way or another. Both movies have a character that wears makeup and wears way too much eyeliner. In both movies, the main character undergoes some kind of weird scientific process that changes their inner character. In Spider-Babe, I think she was bitten by a radioactive spider. It's kind of hard to tell, but anyways, it gave her superpowers, and in A Clockwork Orange, Alex was subjected to some strange form of torture in this weird experiment to try to reform his violent behaviors. And both movies have boobs. And that is why A Clockwork Orange from 1971 is an A-movie version of Spider-Babe. So if you want to see an A-movie version, check out A Clockwork Orange or Fantastic Four, the 2005 version. You know, coming back to your final take, you know, they did explain why there was so much sex in this movie. Because it was a side effect. She would become a superhero, but she would also become super horny. That's true. So um, it, it is explained, and there is a reason. But I feel like she wasn't even in in half the sex scenes. I don't know what happened to all the other characters. Yeah, I have no idea, and I really don't care because you know, it was it was good. I gotta say, like, um, it's always weird seeing B movie versions of um, like it's always weird seeing sexploitation films like this because most most parodies of things end up being triple X parody films. Like you'll see one of almost every TV show or movie. But as far as softcore porns, I feel like alternative cinema. And a few other studios are some of the few ones that do that. For example, there's um, obviously Spider-Babe, um, Playmate of the Apes, Lord of the G-String, Dr. Jekyll and Mistress Hyde, Lust in Space, House on Hooter Hill, Kinky Kong, Mistress Frankenstein, and, well, just many, many more. But it's always nice seeing ones that aren't hardcore core porns because, you know, those are a little weird to watch with your friends. Yeah, and this, these ones take a little more creativity to get through because you're not filling out the majority of the movie with hardcore sex scenes. Yeah, but there's never a plumber like there to like fix any pipes or anything. So, Yeah, maybe in the Mario version. <laughs> well, I think it's time that we uh, tell our friends how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We're going to give you some drinking games to get through this film. But remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, anytime people sit down at a table to eat, take a drink. Number two, whenever a newspaper is on the screen, take a drink. Number three, anytime Spider-Babe says, ancient alter ego secret, take a drink. Number four, whenever Aunt Maybe says something sexual, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's Sexploitation Month, anytime you see something that is supposed to be arousing, take a drink. 
Every time there's a lesbian makeout scene, take a drink. Every time someone takes off some clo- some article of clothing, take a drink. Every time someone someone is re- uh, every time someone wears a revealing superhero or supervillain costume, take a drink. And every time there's an awkward pause in the dialogue, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away the thick. Well, it seems that we've come to the end of Sexploitation Month here. Already? Yes, yes, I actually, I did the calculations correctly. There are only four Fridays this month. Oh, thank God, because I'm not watching Dick Shark again. I mean, we, we might anyway, but that's beside the point. I, I, I need a few months or years before I can revisit that one. So, let's rank these movies this month. Um, for me, number four, The Pom Pom Girls. Um, it was a film. Uh, high schoolers doing stupid shit, thinking they would never get in caught or or in trouble, and uh, you know not, you know it, it was billed as you know horny high schoolers basically, and uh, you really didn't see much of that. Number three, Gorotica, sexploitation, necrophilia, yeah, not my cup of tea. Um, they 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 tried, they 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 tried. She was the wasteland. Action, lots of action, lots of boobs. Not, not, not a lot of boobs. A good, good, good amount of boobs, but uh, lots of action, scantily clad women. So, really hit on this exploitation mark uh, a lot more than the other films. But above and beyond all others this month was Spider Babe. By far the most nudity. By far the most sexuality. The most scantily clad, perhaps, if you count not wearing anything as scantily. And uh, actually, the best storyline, the most laughs. And um, although not the best action, probably the funnest action of all the films. Yeah, I had a pretty similar list. For number four, I picked Pom Pom Girls. I don't really think it counts much as a sexploitation film. I mean, I've seen rated PG-13 movies that had more nudity in that than this. That piece of crap. Number three, Gorotica. You know... I guess some people are into necrophilia, but I'm just not that kind of guy. So, you know, sorry, guys. Not for me. Number two was She-Wolves of the Wasteland. There were some pretty awesome awesome naked scenes, and there's a great scene of a bunch of naked women under a, under a waterfall, but then it all kind of goes away after that. And number one was obviously Spider-Babe. That one basically defined what makes a good sexploitation film. Plus, like I said, it was a much better version than Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 3. All right, so uh, as as that brings Sexploitation Month to a close, we will be heading into next month, which is June. June? June. With, uh, we'll delve deep, deep, deep into B-movie territory with Polonia Brothers Month where every movie we watch will have been made by Mark and or John Polonia, the Polonia brothers. And we're going to start with their first official film, Splatter Farm, from 1987. Oh yeah, this is going to be good. And if you have any thoughts on this, on the film we just watched, or anything else B-movie related, you can leave a comment on either our, sound, our YouTube page or our SoundCloud pages right below the video. 
You can also email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter handle at bmoviepaul. Also check out our other reviews and shows. We have new content every week on our website bmoviebros.com. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get over there. See you later.